Good morning and welcome to We the People podcast with Nick Matson. I'm here with Haley Matson, my wife, doing our Monday show. Good morning. Good morning, Haley. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Good. <laughs> Good. I always like to uh, check in with you in the morning as if we haven't seen each other all day so yes. far for working on three hours here. Uh, all right. So uh, big news over the weekend. We can jump into to some of that. We have a, a president who uh, contracted the COVID. The COVID. Him and his wife both. The first him lady. And his wife. And everybody they know. Yep. And now today, Kaylee McEnany. McEnany. Yeah. McEnany. So I, I know I've heard it enough times. I, and I, know. So I, I don't know how to say that exactly right. Mm-mm. It's the way it goes. I mean, yeah. we don't, we're not all, all perfect and, you know, figure out how to say everybody's names all the time. And, um, you know, some people take great offense to that. Like if somebody said, uh, Ma- Kaylee McEnany's name wrong, I think everybody, um, would be like, oh, okay, you said that wrong. But if you say, uh, you know, Kamala Harris or something like that, then it's this big deal. You know, that that is what it, historically we've seen that in the past month, that it's a big deal. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Because people are just I guess bored? I haven't, I haven't seen that. So maybe that's why. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, no, I it haven't was, seen that. So well, I know Biden said it incorrectly. Right, which, it, which I heard, was the which, which, which was, I did think was odd because he—that's his running mate. But right. if I said it incorrectly, you it's not as odd because it's new. It's new to me. It's a new name to me. I mean, obviously, right. I've seen it around, and she was in Cal- obviously she was part of California, but right, she was locking enough, people up here in California. Yeah, n- not for enough years. for me to like. But we didn't. We, we don't run in those circles, so we didn't no. know. We didn't know Kamala. <laughs> Kamala, it's Kamala. It's Kamala, like yeah. Kamala. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the I don't know. My last name was Hickox. My maiden name's Hickox, so um, that was a hard one for people to say when they would read right. it out. So, and then Haley's always to, spelled we're wrong. Used so to I just Hitchcock, yeah, or Wild Bill Hickok. Hickok, yeah. And so there's you, an X you on throw, the end. You throw an X in there, yeah. And we, d- you know, we just don't know what to do with ourselves. No, we're just we're just people so, who don't know. No, we should just be kind to each other. We we're, we're all going to mess up, and we're all going to make mistakes, we and we should. help each other, and we're kind. Yeah. And that's it. It would be nice if there was a, a little more kindness and gentleness in the world. Uh, we have lost that. We have we have lost a lot of that. Not all of it, but we've lost a lot of it. Do you think everybody um, should just start going to 12-step meetings? Um, no. I, I think <laughs> I think that... I think that people have goodness in them. I think that when they get very passionate about something, it seems that um, all, all rules go out the window and maybe all moral standards go out the window. And that's for everyone on both sides, any sides, which I think is, is, is pretty disheartening at this point where you have to say on both sides, there really should not be a side. (laughs) There should be, we understand what we need for the country. We understand what we need for our individual lives. And, and you and I try to focus on local versus national. I mean, obviously we're impacted by things that nationally happen and um, and, and we should be a part of the um, electoral process, you know, with the elections and um, choosing our president and choosing who's going to sit in um, the key positions that we're, we're, um, we're voting for. Um, but at the same time, if you don't agree with me, then, yeah, we have some dialogue about it. You know, hopefully both ends have done their research. And then, you know, we leave still as friends where that's not happening right now as – and, and granted, I mean, there's in an election year, we see this often, um, but it's worse this year. I think part of it's COVID, 
part of it is, you know, this Trump mania of people that hate him, um, like with a deep desire hate, which I've never seen yeah. before. Um, what, what on that note? Yeah. What what I'm surprised at is how how much more people start to hate him when there's an election coming up. I mean, I know there you know, people disliked him or hated him, but the level of it has risen to this crazy peak and it's it's odd because he hasn't done anything um worse this last year than in the first four years and and i and he gets blamed for the coronavirus which is is uh, medically scientifically uh, politically ethically and morally wrong to blame him for every even even one death even one COVID death we all knew what this was when it came to the United States. We knew what it was. Wash your hands, keep your distance. Anybody who didn't practice that and got sick um, is responsible for themselves. Well, I disagree with you. I, I don't think we, we knew what this was. No, I mean, when, when, we, when we did the shelter in place in March, we didn't know what this was. We no, knew. we were told we didn't know what this was, but it, we were told also, wash your hands. It's, it spreads this way. It affects yes. these people. Yes, we were told we, that. We knew right away. Right. What I'm saying is, yes, there was a lot of mystery about it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it could be this, it could be that, it could be all kinds of things. Right. But we we actually find out, come find out eight months later, it is what we thought it was at the beginning. It's It affects people who have underlying conditions, comorbidities, older people, and Same um, people and that spreads. We, we protect during the flu season and, and other things. Yeah. Well, but, and, but it's definitely, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah. it, it affects, it seems like it affects the demographics. That, it, it affects. Yeah. The flu affects children and has killed more children yeah, historically than COVID. Than COVID. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't know it, mm -hmm. but we knew it. Like the information we had yeah. back then is still relevant today. And what I'm saying, and and I want to go back to my point, is that the the idea that a person, even the governor of the California, uh, of the I, California, yeah, of, of the California, <laughs> uh, our governor, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California. Yeah, um, I, I feel he did a terrible job leading us through. Um, he has he has done a terrible job with the the reopening plan. Um, he has that's that's my opinion. Hmm. And and I, I find that his um, that his priorities are um, completely askew, completely detached from what's what reality is um, to us here in uh, San Luis Obispo County, but I don't even blame him for one single COVID case or one single death. There's, there is no blame to be had if, and if there's no blame to be had for a governor now, that that being said, now I did want to jump over to the governors who are putting COVID patients, COVID positive patients into nursing homes. I'm not going to go into all the details there, but if you're a governor and you're, you're, uh, allowing COVID positive patients to go back into nursing homes. That's something you have to take up on your own. Right. And there is possibly some liability there. Outside of that, nobody has liability for somebody getting COVID. Not one person. The only, the only person liable for it could be the person. Um, if, if indeed it was created in a lab, that person would be liable for Correct. letting it get out. Yeah. Outside of that, if it came from a bat or came from a wet market, there is, this is a natural, thing that happens, diseases spread, people get sick. Nobody is responsible for me, but me. I think you said a lot there that I'm going to just leave there. <laughs> Cause, 
Because I, I get what you're saying, but I just, um, I don't agree with some of it. And What points? The viruses just happen in wet markets and things like that. Um, well, I didn't say they do. I said if they do, oh, then that's what it is. Right. Because diseases yeah. spread. Yeah. Diseases happen, diseases spread. Yeah. That's, that's not a, I yeah. mean, if you disagree with the fact that these diseases happen and diseases no, spread, I, that's, I do, that's something. No, I, that I do understand. I, I guess for me... I guess where I'm at is that I, I no longer am trying to figure out who to blame for any of it or how it spread or where it was going. I, I want to know what we're going to do now so that we can continue to keep each other safe, get businesses open, get the, the, the economy back open and stop hating each other so much and figuring out why right. we stick on, on these little things that I say are little because of the fact that they've been squashed over and over and over again. But yeah, you got to speak it to the mic. Oh. You can hear yourself uh, um, when you when you trail off okay. a little bit. Um, and and why why we feel the urgency to blame other people for what's happening in our life when it doesn't even technically affect us? And how if if there are larger problems, how come we're not working at them here at home? How come we're focusing on them in Washington or you know in a different state? Or why are we trying to um, support people in a, a completely different environment than we're used to? Like, why don't we help our, our community members? Why don't we help our neighbors? Why don't we help our, our business people? You know, and, and that's what I would like to focus on. And so actually yeah. I had told you that I had a, a few things that I'd like to talk about today instead yeah. of like the national stuff. Cause, um, I do, our, our thoughts and prayers are sent out to the president and the first lady and all people affected by COVID as well as Kaylee. That doesn't make me on one side or another. It just makes me a good human. Right. And, and I do, I care for all people that have been affected by this that have had family members affected by this. And I really want well, to make sure. And, and right before we move off of that topic, yeah. um, I do want to just say this. It, the, the flags went half mast um, over the past few weeks um, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is a person on one side of the political spectrum. Okay. And, and I don't know that we, we disliked anybody, but we, we took the flags to half mass because it's a person um, of importance in our, our society mm -hmm. because that person held a position um, with our Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. um, the, the flag wasn't half mass because she was a woman. The flag wasn't half mass because she was shorter than other people. It wasn't some kind of, of off. It wasn't because of her political philosophies or her, or her religious standpoint. She, the flag went half mast because we respect the people who run our country. And we do that with, with, with the, our highest level of regard and respect. And so that, I, I did want to do that because the, the level of respect that somebody has for the president um, is, is associated with their personal opinion about a bunch of different things. And it, it's really it's disrespectful to everybody in our country and, and the American flag and everything that we work for. This is a position. It's a person in the position who is responsible for making sure that our country is headed the right direction. And whether you agree with it or not, whether people agreed with Ruth Bader Ginsburg or not, the respect is there because it's what we do as a country and that's what bonds us together. So, so I did want to say that like we, you know, for anybody who is listening, who has an opinion that, you know, we should disrespect the president because they don't like him. And so he got COVID because it's karma. Um, well, it, you know, are we going to sit here and go, well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg got her karma. Like, what is that to say? Right. It just, it just, we need to, on your point, I think, Compare and contrast our 
our cognitive dissonance that we have, that our, our ability to, to hate one person for the same thing we try to defend our team for. And it's like if you have two sports teams playing against each other and one is cheating and the other is cheating, but you're like, my cheating's okay, your cheating is not, you're terrible people, but ours is okay. It's, it's, we need to eliminate all of that, get back to and, and make sure that the rules are applied fairly, securely for the benefit of everybody involved. Um, and, and so I just wanted to make sure that we, we had some perspective because President Trump destroys all perspective, it seems, with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for me, I, I try to get out of the comparing. I, I don't know if I would have compared all that because I feel like for me, it's a case by case. When we start comparing, that I feel like that's when people start going to left field. So, um, so I, I can appreciate where you were coming from with that, and I can agree with that. But I just don't like comparing those two people. It's it's not it's comparing the positions. That's that's I think that's exactly why I brought that up because we're not comparing people. We're not we're not saying well President Trump deserves our our respect because he's Trump. President Trump deserves our respect because he's president. Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't re deserve our respect because she's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg deserves our respect because she's a Supreme Court justice. And that's that's what I'm trying okay. to say. It's, it, it, yeah. it shouldn't be personal. That I, that I understand. Should, it sounded like you were just comparing the two people. No, exactly. Okay. That's why I did that because okay. because the people are polarizing. And what, you, what people need to do, in my opinion, um, everybody out there listening, everybody on Facebook and Twitter, you need to you need to get out of the personal and you need to get to the principle. And those principles work for America when we work together to, to operate them correctly instead of uh, pretending that, you know, one person is, um, is it's okay to judge one person on uh, the fact that their, you know, skin is a different color like orange. And that's okay to, to, to hurt, you know, to, to attack mm -hmm. somebody for that reason. And it's not okay to attack them if their skin is a darker brown. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and so, we we could go into that all day or or, or something or like that. No, we could. <laughs> we could. I know you don't want to, and and that's that's not doesn't mean we couldn't. We couldn't. Okay. We could. Um, but that's not what we want to do. But I didn't want to move on without having that comparison and and knowing that because we do need to make sure that we're respecting positions of our of our institution and not the trying to demonize the person. If we need to vote them out, we vote them out. Mm -hmm. It's what it is. Right. You don't sit there and 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 if, and if everybody votes them in, then you accept that they were voted in, right. and that's a part of what we. And that's it's a part of the and that goes to right, and that goes to the Senate. We voted a you know the yep. Senate in. They're going to vote on what they vote on. Yeah. It's not like oh well they're going to vote against what I want. Now the system's broken. No, you, the system isn't broken any right. more than it was five years ago, ten years ago. Right. You're just you just don't like it now because you're not getting what you want out of it. And, and that's so just moving on, I think on that, you had some, uh, maybe some local stuff that you wanted to focus on or, or bring up. Yeah, but actually you, you opened a, a door for, for local as well though. So if, if you, if you do believe that the Senate is not voting the way that you want them to vote, or you believe that the president's not, you know, addressing the things that you want him to address, or, you know, Congress is not addressing the things that you want them to address, or, you know, our, our supervisors or our mayors or our city council, then, then that's where you start. And that's that's how we can pull it back locals because you know when when you have when when you when you look up the chain of command and you see things that you're not agreeing with or things that you feel could be better yelling at it or posting on facebook does not change anything 
but getting involved and and this goes into kind of some of the local things that I was going to talk about today is that get involved and be that change that you're looking for instead of hoping that somebody else is going to do it. And so to bring it back local, a couple of things that I was going to talk about today is that, you know, as we continue through COVID and, and continue through opening and closing and figuring out what's going to be next and um, even though we do have, you know, our, our tiers that we're following and things like that and schools are going to try to maybe reopen and um, we have businesses that are still, you know, being affected by COVID and, and obviously all of our numbers um, business-wide across the board are most, most of us are, are lower than we're, we're, where we anticipated being at this time of year. Um, over the weekend, we went to Jack Creek Farms with the kiddos and um, I, I wrote a piece on them. Um, just on a couple really cute things that they were doing. Um, and so we went out there to pick up our pump, pumpkin palooza bags um, that the kids are doing today with their with their tutor. And um, and then we did, um, we picked up Spookly, two little stuffed Spooklies in the Spookly book for, for October. And it's something that, you know, the kids, we've talked to the kids, we're going to do this every October. And there's a couple other things that we always do every October as well. But um but for me, you know, what, I, what I'm choosing to do, you know, locally is that um, I am going to look and see what local businesses or what local farms that we can help support. Um, we appreciate all of our advertisers and, and, and um, their support for us. Um, and we want to make sure, and, and we go and we, we try to um, make sure that we show them love, whether it's in a story or we go there personally with the family or, you know, we send friends and, and colleagues to the local businesses to use their, their products and things like that. But, you know, this, this year, um, what I'm going to do as a challenge for myself is that we have, technically we have three holidays coming up. We have Halloween and we have um, Thanksgiving and then we have um, Christmas and New Year's, which we kind of tie into one, but they technically are true too. Um, but so as we go through the holidays, my challenge for myself is to be, to do everything local. So I want to make sure that we get our, which we do every year, we get our pumpkins local. Um, right. our Halloween costumes, we usually get at, um, Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to try to find. For the kiddos. Yeah. For the, not they for don't us. have our size. <laughs> no. But I'm going to try to find local, um, Halloween costumes for the kiddos. Yeah. Um, when we make Thanksgiving dinner, make sure that we use a local farm and get local um, um, local ingredients from the farms. We are vegetarians or pescatarians. We don't eat meat, but we do eat fish. Right. Um, so getting local fish from you know Morro Bay or the the, the uh, seafood market in Templeton. Um, I'm blanking on the name of that across Pier 46. Pier 46. Um, and there's a couple other places. So like little things like that. Um, we also have in the past done. Um, where we go and eat out on Thanksgiving. Right. Um, we don't have a lot of family in the area, so we'll go and we'll we'll find a restaurant that's open. Um, and there's a there's a great new sushi place here in Atascadero with a f- really fresh sushi and a local family um, that Nick actually covered in sports. Um, the, the right. Two gals covered uh, Hina Nogi and um, and Utah. Um, both great kids. It was really nice to see their family open up a, a sushi restaurant, and very nice to see. That it is a, a delicious sushi yeah, restaurant. Not yeah. all not all sushi is the same. Right. Uh, we definitely have a new great sushi restaurant mm-hmm. on Traffic Way, Nogi Sushi, uh, to complement um, our others, which uh, Kailana Sushi has always been our one fav- of our favorite. One of our favorites, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there's been some other sushi. We you know, Chitose. Um, it's good. It's great. Yeah, actually. Chitose yeah. is great. Yeah, we. So we, we have, have three very good ones we have, now. We have three yeah. very good ones. The yeah. one across the street here. Um, 
is, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, uh, Toshi's. Toshi's. Yeah. And Toshi's, um, you know, they've, they've had, you know, they've kind of struggled a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we we're we're pretty critical about sushi. So we, we can say like they struggle a little bit, but they're, they're fine. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they, they've had, yeah. you know, I think one time I went there, they, they gave me raw, um, albacore, um, which is, which is unusual. What's unusual. Yeah. People don't use, they usually yeah. sear it. Yeah. Albacore is usually seared. So yeah. it was, it was kind of unusual and you know, yeah. they've had some unusual things, but uh, for the most part, we have four great sushi restaurants in town, which is which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, for for Tascadero, I know. Yeah. Ten years ago, uh, I think it was just about we had zero. Right. And so now. Yeah. You know, but we're we're coming up on uh, a, a more than a decade of of having quality sushi yeah. in town. It's nice. Yeah. So I mean, and so that's what I'm gonna do, you know. And, and I think for me, like, it also helps me stay very positive. It it helps me look, you know, away from the racket of everything else that's going on. And really hone in and focus in on where I know I can make a difference. I can make a difference here locally. I can support them. We have a platform that a lot of people don't have um, that we can share their information on. We can share that out to the community. Um, we have some really great stories coming up in the editorial. Um, we have a local artist. Um, well, actually, he's not local. Um, he is now local because he's, 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 he's come doing, to the area. Okay. Yeah, he's come to the area and he's working with uh, Farron Elizabeth on Entrada where he's um, showcasing his pieces. So Connor's going to be doing a, 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 a feature on him. That'll be in the newspapers and the magazines coming up. Um, we have worked with the Greyhound Foundation for a very long time, and they have their Wayne Cooper Memorial um, golf Lighthouse tournament. Golf Tournament mm -hmm. coming up this, this coming Saturday. Um, there's still some sponsorships available. There's um, a lot of uh, prizes. And the Cooper family actually this year is sponsoring a ball drop. And... Um, I don't quite understand ball drops. I did look it up just to make sure that I, I knew what it was, but apparently um, they drop, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of balls, and whatever ball comes closest to the hole, that's who wins the, the prize. Oh, that's a cute game. Yeah. So they have um, quite a few gift cards and things like that, that they're giving away. So um, any support that you can give them would be, you know, always obviously very helpful. Um, We've, we've done a couple other things um, recently. Um, one was our Did You Know, and Connor did a piece about the Longhorns on the 101. Right. Um, huge, huge feature for, for a lot of people in the area. I know for myself, I've driven by them, I can't even count how many times, and just never knew why they were there. Um, so, you know, take a minute and, and read that in Colony or Paso Robles Magazine, um, and it's also online now as well. So At um, TascaderaNews.com and PassoRoblesPress.com. Correct, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, again, I, I just want to be able to put that out there. It's I, if we can look at things a little bit more positive, remember yeah. the love and respect that we have for each other. You know, that's the one thing that is very unfortunate when I when I look at some of the things that are happening nationally. It's like we've lost that respect, regardless if we disagree. We've lost that respect for one another. And, and I don't know if it's just, you know, how I can't say that it's a generational thing because I know people my age that are that I, I look at and I'm like, I, you know, I would never respond like that. I would never talk to somebody like yeah, that, you know, total it, cringe. So I don't want to go back to like, like respecting our elders. Cause it's not even about elders. It's about each right. other, like respect each other. And, you know, I think that's, that's, I've always had a problem with the respect your elders idea yeah. because um, elders uh, do some pretty heinous things and they can, they, but it doesn't can't. mean no, that no, I need to, it's not even that they can, they have done, they, they, they're on record as as doing heinous things yeah, yeah. and not not just not just certain elders you know elders who are 
uh, our elected officials, mm -hmm. elders who are in, you know, church, you know, yeah. structures yeah. Uh, who are supposed to be like the, you know, so I, I've always felt, oh, oh, respect your elders. I don't know what that means. I, I really I have, have a hard time with that. And, and, and to your point, the, the elders that are on social media right now um, are also not somebody to like look up to and, and, and mimic like that we have some a, of them yeah no, yeah I get that. and so really it's it's uh yeah so i think when you're going to respect somebody like identify what principles uh what morals what um what ideas are you trying to respect about a person and and put those and i think that i, I think yeah. to your point like that's something we've lost we've lost the idea that there's principles and that there are morals and they are solid and grounded in truth. And uh, for me, I, I like I like natural law. I think I think that the law of nature um, is self-correcting. The law of nature is uh, foundational and moral, and um, and that includes death. Like that's I think that's what people some people don't understand. Like to understand your life, you have to first accept your your death. Okay. Well. Actually, this is a this is a perfect segue into what I was going to say. Wow, so, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that and, and and surprised by that. So, so this is the thing. I and dig it. This is what I don't think. Well, I can't say that I don't think people understand, but this is the one thing that I I, I would suggest, and I'm going to put out there for people to understand. There there is. There is a difference in all of us. Obviously, we are all very unique very individual people. So when Nick says something like that, I, I know him. I'm married to him. I've, I've been a part of his life for a long time. Um, he and I have gone back and, and I'm, now I'm talking to the world, not to you anymore. But yeah. I guess I'm trying to explain, people, yeah. I'm trying to explain something here yeah. because this goes right into what I was going to say is that so people can hear that. And, and there's been times that I've heard that I, you know, I, I, I lost my father within the first year of us being back together, he was diagnosed with cancer. With the, within the first year of you and I. Yes, of you and together, I getting back right. together, correct. Not you and your father. No. Um, you were you had a relationship with him your whole life. Yes. So when Nick and I got back together in 2009, my father was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma um, in October of 2009, and he passed um, in June of 2010. And, and Nick walked through that with me. It was, it was, you know, it's, it's still hard to talk about. It's, it's been 10 years now. Um, he, he was the strongest man that I knew. Um, and to see him, you know, go through what he went through, but he also was one of the, the smartest men, men that I felt like I knew and, um, and very wise. He was, he was a very wise man and, and very kind and thoughtful. The, the one thing, the reason why I'm, I'm talking like that is because when he passed, the way that Nick looked at it was very different than I did. And, and, and granted, it was also because he was my father. Um, and, and Nick was very supportive, but he knew that that was just how life worked. And, and I had a really hard time with it. I don't know if you remember that. We, we had a few conversations about it. And, and, and I think that helped you too, because you were very like just point blank about it. But I think walking through it with me, you did get softer. And then we lost somebody else a few years later and you were very like, well, that's just life. And it was like, well, no, actually that's not, it's, it's, it's rough. And people are very, they're hurting, you know, and, and I worked in the cancer field. And so I lost patients and I would be upset about it. And Nick would be like, well, you know, unfortunately that's just how, I'm and you got softer over the years, but 
But so when the reason why I'm saying this is because when you say something like that, people will be like, oh, he's just harsh. It's not that he's harsh. It's that he just looks at the world very differently than I do and that some people do. And that's okay because that makes us all better because then we work together. I make him a little softer on those things, but he also helps me walk through them. And when we forget to look at those two parts of how amazing that, that could actually be without me getting completely upset and taking it personal like he's attacking me, or the other way around, you could take it what I'm saying is I'm attacking you. Instead of that, we worked through that and worked together and walked through that. And that's what makes our partnership work so well because there's so many things that you and I disagree with, but not in a, in a way that we would hate each other for. It was like, oh, well, I would disagree with that. Yeah, I would disagree with that. And then we walk through that and we talk through it. And we normally come out on the other side, both understanding a little bit more about each other. And then we keep going. But the minute that you take that completely personal, you cut that off. So the reason why I was, I was saying that that segued into what I was going to say is that, you know, with the way that he and I come across on the podcast and the way that we come across in, in real life, I've had people say, well, you, 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 you tend to always think that there, there is a positive in everything that you look at you and, and when they're talking to me, you always, I've heard that I was the Pollyanna of certain things, you know, and, and for me, we've decided, we decided a long time ago that we don't watch the, the national news. We just don't. We don't watch news at night. We don't watch the, the Sunday morning news because it just, th there's so much of it that's not correct. There's so much of it that is just makes you feel awful. And so we read the news. Obviously, there's, there's places that we get our own news and, and that we make sure that we're informed in. But we, we leave that out of the house. We don't watch a whole lot of TV. We, we watch certain movies. We don't watch horror films. I'm not into horror films. I've never been into horror films. I don't like leaving anything that makes me feel gross mm -hmm. when I walk out. And so I feel like there's, there's these things that you can do within your life to help you feel positive and help you to look at things positively. Now, does that mean that I can't be a horribly disgusting human? No, I could turn that on in a second. I can be nasty. I can tell you my opinion. I can tell you everything that you think is wrong. I can make sure that I move my head like this because, of course, when I get into this, you know, of course, it's my you way. You got an attitude. Lady. Oh, absolutely. So, so does that mean that I don't have that? No. What it means is that I notice it, I recognize it, and I, I get rid of it quickly. Some people would call that self-control. It's self-control, but it's also a self lot of self-awareness, self self-discipline, right. because it's not up to me to be a jackass right. to you because you don't agree with so me. So this goes back to my question. Should everybody start going to 12-step meetings? I understand that you say that, and I'm going to say no, <laughs> because I, I do feel that it takes the people, well, it, and maybe, okay? So um, this is where I would say yes and no, and negates it when I say that. Yeah, she <laughs> says that a lot. Yes and no. I'm like, well, that's... <laughs> That's not, a, that shouldn't be a thing. Well, let's go with it. But it is a yeah. yes and a no. And we work through it every time. Yes. There, there is, um, if, if, if people don't know anything about 12-step programs, you should look into it because there, there is something absolutely beautiful about 12-step programs, whether it's um, um, Naranon, Al-Anon, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, um, Overeaters Anonymous, adult children of adult. alcoholics. Yep, like adult. there's so many. There's so many of them. Yeah. And and the beauty that I have always seen in them is one thing, is that the minute that you walk in the door to any of those meetings, everything's left behind. Everybody's the same. There's nobody that's different, and there's nobody that's better. And that's that's the that that is the beauty that I would say 
would yeah. take out of that. Now, the reason why I say yes and no is because I don't think a lot of people in society could check themselves at the door. I don't. Yeah. They can't check their egos at the door. Well, they can't check that they don't that they don't know more than everybody in that room. To that point, in the door. Um, you know, door. when when people walk in, you said that everybody's the same, but I think uh, you know uh, the way I w- would rephrase that maybe is that the the assumption is that you're broken. Like you don't walk in to a twelve step meeting unless you're broken, and and that you're that you're that you've been um, given a healthy dose of humility in life, and that that gives people the the flexibility or the grace to to accept you as somebody who is is willing or interested in changing who you are or changing your behavior or changing something um, and it, it creates a baseline for a conversation and I think that if we you know take that example and then and apply that to um, to like where people like Twitter or, or Facebook is like a meeting it's, yeah. it's a bunch of people getting together, okay, except the premise is different. The premise isn't that you're coming in broken. The premise is coming in that, you know, that at whatever you write down is the, the, uh, the holy grail of, of knowledge for the day, and you fit it into 160 characters. So if it's the holy grail of knowledge for the day, then why is it disgusting most of the time? That's the problem. That people think it's the holy grail of knowledge, so they put it out there as if this is... The, a, a nugget of ultimate wisdom they've they've kind of I, I would say that some people have festered on an idea all night and they couldn't wait just to blast the world with this new idea like we all have epiphanies right it's just these yeah yeah you have epiphanies we know and and i do too and and you come to these understandings I feel like my epiphanies are nice though <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know they they are um and and I think that what we have as a relationship is one where we, you and I, both came into this relationship knowing that um, that we wanted something different, and that we held each other to a different standard of wanting something different. And there's yeah. a union, and and that union, um, or the idea of a union, or the idea of staying together and working through things gives us the resolve to face difficult decisions or differences of opinion without making it like we in the past four days we've had differences of opinion that have complicated our relationship <laughs> why are you laughing like that <laughs> you remember that over the weekend we did right we had, yes. we had differences of opinion that complicated our relationship yes. and and they caused us to have to reflect on things and work through things have conversations uh we when it came out to it, we didn't attack each other's points of view or opinions in order to get to a place where we all agree. And, and yeah, but okay. So then that's actually a perfect sec- or a perfect, um, um, I lost my example. Kind of. Or, it was a different word I was looking for, but, okay. um, uh, but one of the situations that we went through this weekend, we ended up not agreeing like we discussed it, we talked through it, but we don't agree, and we still don't agree with exactly how you're going to handle something and versus how I am. Right. And that's you know, and, and, and but that's we can either continue to decide to do that together and know and be okay with the fact that you're going to handle that situation the way that you want to, I'm going to handle the situation the way I want to, but we can still live together, we can still work in harmony, and we can still move forward. 
because the alternative is is that we split and it or and, and granted it, what we were talking about is something super minute but, right. but but the alternative is that we split because we but so everybody either, understands we do between us we have deal breakers we say this is a deal breaker and we right. understand what they are and we understand what, what the we boundaries are this weekend was not right it was it like was, whoa is this going to be a deal breaker or is it not and we and we and you have to you have to yeah. weigh those. I mean, we could come up with something. We we have some things that are like, hey, this is a deal breaker. This right. is a this is a, don't push me that beyond that line or don't don't cross that line or I can't. You know, we have to to make a major decision. Right. And we know what those are. We've discussed those in length and yeah. and we have some of those on the table. There could be a situation where we come across uh, a new scenario we've never experienced before, and all of a sudden we go, oh, that's a deal breaker, right? And we have to discuss that and. What it would mean it would be devastating between the two of us, and we've discussed this. Like we we love our life together, we love what we have together, we love the idea of what we're working toward together, what we're going to have in the future, and all all things said and done, we've we've been able to give ourselves perspective where it may not be perfect, but whatever life is, like we know it's better. My life is better with you there than without you there. Like I, I don't like the idea of what my life is when you're not there. And so we've had that discussion. It's like, that is not, that's not the life I'm working toward. Like everybody throughout a day has to deal with an enormous amount of, of probably emotional pressure, emotional baggage, uh, mental baggage, mental pressure. Um, and they have to go through this and, and deal with it. And, and we do too. And when, when we do that, it's for a reason. And you and I, between you and I, we're doing that for this dream that we have that we're creating together. And we go out and we, we tackle every single day in on the purpose for that dream. Mm -hmm. And that dream includes both of us. And so when we, if we were ever to have to separate, that dream would be gone. Right. And, and then, so I wanted to kind of use that, that idea and, and apply that to, the greater community right now like some people it's obvious that their dream is to be without a certain person right your and i dream is like to be with each other right. and to do things with each other and what you have is other people who are like my dream is to be without this person so and and let's talk about the president like some people's dream is to be without donald trump in their life whatsoever they don't ever want to see him again right and they have to deal with that. And instead of, instead of dealing with that with themselves, they, and, and dealing with what is that about you, that, that you are triggered this way and that you continue to be triggered this way, instead of looking at what it is and going back to some of the things we were just talking about is what do you do in your own neighborhood to make it better? But that's not your, your, your main focus. I mean, you go on, on, uh, some of these social media sites or even hear people talking um, in in real life the when we get to the conversation of of the kind of the big picture stuff it gets a little bit dicey and and it gets to where well we need to develop a an ability to bring the conversation back to what what makes us unified what brings us together mm -hmm. because when uh, I had a, a lady that I was talking to um, on she was she was you know very angry about something and and she was like 
everybody needs to vote a certain way in order for um, everything to work out okay. And of course you have on the other side, you have a complete opposite of that. You have people saying, oh, if we don't vote the exact opposite of what this person is saying, everything will not be okay. And, and that's fine to say, but we ought to have, instead of an emotional reaction, a factual and, and educated reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't find that to be there as much. I feel, find that we're in an emotional state on this topic. But the idea that, that and, and I, I, I see it more regularly than, than I'd like to, is that these, these two sides would rather live without each other than with each other. And, and if they don't understand, like if your political view is different, like take the sushi restaurant, for mm-hmm. example, if their political view is different than mine, it, does that change the, the quality of their fish? You know, does that change the quality of their sushi? Does that right. change the quality of their service? Like if I make that the most important thing, then it could. Yeah. Like if I made there and I needed to know before I eat your fish, do you believe in, in X, Y, and Z? And if you mm-hmm. don't, then we have a serious problem. I'm going to eat your fish begrudgingly and I'm going to be all upset about it. Like what, like these are the, these are the kind of the concepts that are floating around in, in our society right now that I see. Yeah. Um, and I like to lead. I like to lead back to, you know, actually there is a way we actually we can talk about national subjects and we did the other day when we went to uh to eat at at pedro's you know we sat outside there's two tables a a family sat next to us and we just started going into things that are they are controversial they're about our country and and they're about our upcoming election and they're controversial but we uh, you know and and i i did engage in those conversations without being afraid of the consequences and, and, and pushing different issues. But at the same time, trying to lead back to the idea that we are, we are together. But it it all depends on how you, how you respond. I, I, I think it's interesting. And I guess this is just how our, our world works right now. And I guess how we're working is that we were talking about our relationship and, and something, and you pulled it back into the election because I feel like that's what everybody does right now. Um, so I got a little lost there, but now, um, going with what you were talking about with the dinner thing, um, is that the way that you and, and, and I, and the other family were all talking to each other, it was really open ended questions. So it wasn't, they weren't closed ended so that they knew exactly how or what we thought it was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And then she was talking about her son and, and, him understanding taxes and the way that she understands taxes. And then they were going back and forth on that. I didn't need to put my two cents in. I just asked a couple questions. She answered. You asked a few questions. She answered. She asked us a few questions. We answered. And I feel like that's, that's actually how we get information and how we can make really good and solid understanding judgments on, on things and decisions is if we, if we keep it an open ended, we didn't need to leave there with them knowing exactly how we thought, and they didn't need to leave there letting us know exactly how they thought. We left there understanding that we all respect each other and we really enjoyed our conversation. And we wanted to do it again. Well, I think that, you know, to that point, we, yes. And, and, and we, we developed, what we developed is a, a, a pathway to engage with that family mm-hmm. that was safe for two groups of people right. to com- converse. Yeah. And, and what, what I'd say is I did say exactly what I thought. 
I just didn't make it partisan, right? right. I didn't make it left or right or or right or, or Republican or Democrat or right or wrong even. Yeah, and I, that, I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so we didn't we didn't get into that and try to define people right. By, right. by those yeah. regimens. Yeah. But we did get into, hey, I think this, and it right. was more about me. I said, you know, my my one of the things I I brought up very clearly is I don't feel qualified as a 41 year old to make a decision about uh, a, a dialysis uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Why am I, why as a Californian at 41 years old without absolute zero education in, in um, medical office management or dialysis industry, why am I being posed with a question on the ballot saying, do you think that doctors should do X, Y, and Z, or do you think doctors should not do X, Y, and Z? Why am I being posed with that question? And that's, that was just me being honest. Right. And so there is a way to tell people exactly what you think without trying to tell other people that they're wrong for yeah. thinking differently. Yeah. No, that, I, I get that. So that, that and, and to, to bring it back, why I brought back in election is because that is the overriding, you know, um, kind of narrative, but it just applies to a lot of different things. It would be, um, and, and it comes, I, I think it really, it, we have that in our relationship and, and you have you have people who probably divorce over these these situations mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah. or 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 suffer from mental abuse or suffer from mental anguish of themselves or suffer from depression like there's a lot of things that go into just mm-hmm. having a relationship that that is like well if if this you know, and so the idea right now that we have on that we're seeing on social media is that it's okay to be completely vile and not care about what who, who's on the other end of the receiving information. Well, a, a good rule of thumb for that, because you say that, and, and I could say that, but when people read it, they don't see it that way. I see it as vile. You see it as vile. But the person that wrote it might not see it as vile. The one thing um, that I've so learned... So just, just on, as an example. I want to finish this. Okay. Um, the one thing that I have learned over my years of coaching and leadership is, especially like with emails, because emails... Um, it, throughout my career, emails became a huge thing. When I started my career, emails were not a big deal. Like we, we didn't send a bunch of emails back and forth to corporate. It was always a conference call, always on the phone. And then throughout the years, obviously, yeah. I'm obviously aging myself. Um, but the one thing that I always had my managers do is write out an email and then put their name at the top and put my name at the bottom. So, cause I was their direct supervisor and I said, okay, so-and-so now, now you're writing that to yourself. Do you like that email? Yeah. Do you appreciate that email? And 90% of the time, they would change it. Because you have to remember, when other people read it, that's it an, comes across. That's a, a, a method of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, very very Correct. literally. Yeah. And, yeah. and reading it back. Yeah. So if, if people could start doing that, then I do believe that we would have a much softer environment for people to to have conversations in. Because then they would remember... Hey, I wouldn't like this if somebody was saying that to me. I wouldn't yeah. like it if they if they completely disregarded my opinion and and made my thought of what I thought was important not even relevant. And that's what people are doing on social media and on all of these different platforms. They they get this this complex of now they know everything and so they put it out there. In all reality, they're making people feel less than or inferior or or 
worse, not even wanting to have any kind of relationship with you anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's quite a few people that I have seen throughout social media on, on Twitter and a couple other platforms that in, in all honesty, I, I probably would not want to be in the same facility with them because of what I've seen them write. Right. So, so bringing it back to what's happening, um, these days with, uh, with those conversations. And when I said, you know, putting out there something that's vile, mm -hmm. um, and maybe the person didn't see it as vile, but the, the reason they don't see it as vile is because they have dehumanized their opponent mm -hmm. to such a degree that they don't, yeah. they can say, and this is a verbatim, I hope he dies. Mm -hmm. They can say that and be like, that's completely valid. Right. That's a great opinion. I'm going to post this and put some emojis in it. So it really lights it up. Yeah. It's is great. I feel so good about myself today because I hope somebody else dies. And, and back to the, the idea that, well, let's put it in, in somebody else's shoes or let's just go back six months. There, there's a, there was a political advantage people were going to get. A certain group was going to get a political advantage if Ruth Bader Ginsburg died this year. And I don't remember anybody saying, I hope she dies because we get to, you know, we get to take. I haven't heard that. That would be awful. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say, I wish Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Oh, yeah, no. Because uh -huh. then we would get another seat in, no. the, in the social, in the, or the Supreme Court. Yeah. So we know no. that, and, and so anybody out there, you know, fact check me. I didn't see it. I'm not huge on social media. I never saw any, any news about that. Mm -hmm. I, I never saw anything but respect for, for the person. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier, it's a respect for the position. You know, you don't have to respect somebody's opinion, but respect the, the, the process and, and if the process isn't working, change it. But just because you lose doesn't mean the process is broken. It means you've lost the game. You have to figure out how you, you can win it. And that's... Well, not win it, but be a part of it. Be a part of, be a part of what you want to see is different. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I feel like I've taken, you know, especially this year. Um, and as I get older, when we come through an election year or different voting options or things that are happening within the community is that I'm finding that whatever is presented to me is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm not getting the full story and I'm also not getting the full impact of what that particular vote or decision or movement is going to do to my community, for my kids, for my future, for their future, for our business, like the whole ball of wax. And so what I what I've what I've started doing is that I'll take a piece of information that they're like, oh, you've got to vote on this for sure. Taking that, going back and researching exactly what that is. And then from there, you'll see all the tentacles that go out and what it affects and where it goes and and who actually is involved in it. And then that's where you actually start to see that the, the, the larger piece unfold. And, and that's that's what's really been pretty incredible for me to kind of walk through this year. I mean, I, I feel like you know, at, at, um, in my early forties, <laughs> get all funny when I talk about my age. <laughs> uh, so I'm 42, but, um, I, I feel like now for some reason, my brain's able to like accept this and like read through it and understand it and, 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 and be able to adapt it to my life where I feel like before when I read it, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know how that pertains to me. So I'm just going to keep right. going, you know, and, right. and we're busy and we're young parents and, you know, we've got kids and, distance learning, we've got all this stuff happening. And, and I think that so many of us just get wrapped up in our everyday. But then when election time happens, we spew out all this information, like we know it all, but we really don't. We're just hitting again, the tip of the iceberg. 
And if we need a larger change, like that's for me, like I've already seen things that I want to see either implemented or changed or have this effect, but I know it's not going to happen this year. I know it probably won't happen next year, but it might happen in the third year. It might happen in the fourth year, the fifth year, the sixth year. It just depends on how much time and effort I'm willing to put in and how much time and effort I'm willing to do that research to find the people that are actually doing the hard work. So a little bit to that point, one, our, our minds don't fully develop until we're in our mid to late twenties. Um, so that's just brain development. That's, right. that's the physical brain development. Mm -hmm. And then, then you start to be able to, at that age, be for the able, average person for the average person. I, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm being very loose with that yeah. time frame because yeah. you know, we have to be very loose with yeah. that. Now the, the studies show that that's, that's around the age where the, the, prefrontal frontal cortex, you know, in, in the frontal lobe fully developed. Mm -hmm. So, and, and if I'm wrong about that, correct me, but, um, the, the idea that I think he loves being married to me. Cause I'm like, Oh yes, of course that's right. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I, and I, I like to talk about topics Haley doesn't know anything about, so I can feel really smart. Um, <laughs> no, which, which, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be very fruitful or, or very beneficial at all um, for either one. Of us. Right. But so, so we, we like, we like talking, um, about a lot of broad issues and, and a lot of different things. And we're, we're coming to an age where we're understanding more and more how everything works and how, you know, different, uh, political values or different social values make a better community. And that's what we're working toward. Well, the cool thing too, that we've found, um, especially recently, and I feel like we've always kind of done this. It's just more extreme this year. Um, everything's more extreme as 2020. <laughs> right. We, we just, we want to li light it on fire. Right. Well, as well as our weather. Um, but the, um, and I mean that, really, in, I mean that in a metaphorical yeah, sense, no, light it on, light fire. on yeah, fire. Everybody who's lighting things on fire, Stop. you are doing the wrong thing. Yes. Um, but no, the, the really cool thing that we've seen over the last few months, um, especially just because of the, the presidential election and things like that is that, so Nick and I will go and we'll do our own research on, on something. We'll hear something and we'll do our own research. And right. then I'll, you know, I, I always like the weekends because the weekends, um, we'll make breakfast on Saturdays and, and Sundays and, um, and Nick will sit there while I'm cooking or something like that. And we'll talk and we'll say, Hey, did you see this? And he'll say, yeah, you know, I, I researched that and I saw this. And I was like, oh, cool, I saw this. And then we'll kind of compare notes, yeah. compare where each of us stand. And we have completely on our own be able to come full circle and both come to an agreement of kind of how we saw that, yeah. what we want to do with that going we'll forward. Bring our, or, and then we'll give each other a little bit of perspective on it. But it's nice that we're, we're both typically um, – we're typically involved in, in researching the same topics, yeah. you know, a lot of times and, and going, not even know it and not even yeah. know it and then come together and go, Oh, you know, and then we yeah. get to share different perspectives on that. And that's, that's been, you know, I look at that as a, a real benefit to our relationship and mm -hmm. I feel really fortunate to be in a relationship with somebody who I have those commonalities with. And, and that's very, you know, that to me is very nice to have um, in a relationship because that's, that's our common ground. Mm -hmm. And so when we do disagree, we have a common ground that we, you know, we have this, this, we'll go back to. We, yeah. yeah. And it really is about what we want to create out of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's really the end of the game. Like if we have the common ground, that means that we're, we are going to in 20 years still be working toward kind of the same thing right. that, that, that is what keeps us together. And, right. and, and I can love you as much as I, I can, 
But if we're going two different directions, like if I have to go and, and climb Mount Kilimanjaro and spend the next 20 years doing that, and you're like, well, I need somebody here to help me, you know, then we're like, oh, well, I, you know, we can't do that. But we have more common, we have more common ideas like and common <laughs> goals. <example> <laughs> well, yeah, we, we haven't talked about that. Like I, have, I have these big well, dreams about too, so. <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro. You know, people, people... Yeah, that's why we have this common ground because mm. we care about the same things. Yes. So that's that good. good. Uh, some people don't. And, and we just have to recognize that. But Yeah, the, and actually with that being said, it takes a lot of um, patience and understanding and um, and just, I guess just, I don't, I don't know the other word I want to use, but every one of us, like being a free-spirited human, because that's all we are. We all can think for ourselves react for ourselves, make our own decisions and ideas of what we do tomorrow, any one of us at any point could wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? Peace out. Sorry, business. Sorry, employees. Sorry, everybody that I am responsible to. I'm moving to Mexico and living on sand. You know what I mean? Right. You could. Right. All of us could. Right. At any minute. Right. And so there, there's a huge amount of respect that I, because I know that for myself, um, and, and we, we, we have joked about this before, but it, I used to have like this running joke when I was a, a young career person that, oh, I'm just going to, if you can't find me, I'll be on the beach somewhere in Mexico drinking martinis or, you know, margaritas or whatever. And, um, and I think the last time I said it was many, many years ago. And Nick finally said, he's like, well, why would you go alone? Or something like, do I get to go? Or you know, something like that. And I remembered at that moment, I thought, oh, that used to be like a funny joke in my early 20s. In my mid thirties, eh, it's not so much of a joke anymore. You're a mom and kids, and have you know, I'm a right. wife, and so no, it's not very funny anymore. So I let it go, and I, I haven't said it in many, many years. But I've always kept that in the back of my head that I, I highly respect all people that show up to work every day, all people that decide to be a parent, to be a mentor, hold a city, any anything that we do on a daily basis, I hold high respect for because any one of us at any moment can get in our cars because that's our prerogative and drive away. Right. The thing that I like is I, you've said it so many times, I kind of know where I'm going to find you. So if you do leave, I, that's, that's one thing that makes me feel great is that I, I kind of figure I know where you're going to be. So, so maybe so just so everybody knows, um, because it was funny, because somebody brought up, uh, it was a while ago, um, about Mexico and how Mexico is not very safe to go to right now. Um, I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so my parents loved, um, um, oh, now I get, Rocky Point. Not a lot of people know where Rocky Point is. It's, it's very well known in Arizona. Um, a lot of people go down there and they spend time down there. But my parents, it would it was a quick jaunt down to... Rocky Point, we would go down there, spend the weekend, and come home. So I guess in my head, that was always like the place. It's quick, it's easy, and it's accessible, and I know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's not like I have to get so on a plane that, to go to Hawaii or something. Like so that. it's probably why your so, your mind always yeah. ticked to that. Yep. Um, so. I also find humor in weird things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we, we jumped uh, uh, jumped around a few a few yes. things there, um, but the – the idea that we are working together towards something keeps us bonded and, and it keeps us um, mellow. And, and, and we also, we do have commonalities that we bring naturally to the, mm -hmm. to the equation, which is really nice. And, and, and we've, and we've kind of developed a, a similar kind of just a, um, and I think you know, going to that, 
what you what you brought up earlier in this conversation about people dying and, and me being a little more um, uh, easily accepting it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the there's a process of grief, right? The five five stages of grief. Yeah. And if you, it's it's it, in my opinion, people go through the process of grief differently. Well, some yeah. people some people purposely like indulge each process of grief like for a period of time and they feel like that's what they're supposed to do when for me it's the process of grief is like these are not like denial anger depression like these are not actually phases that you're supposed to indulge in and like live in for like seven days and then move to the next phase my opinion is Mm -hmm. that these are these are emotional states that are a part of you not accepting reality and moving through them quickly is a way for you to be healthy. And so that's that's my perspective on it. And things, because the people around you, I, I find it to be a little more selfish and, and I go to, um, you know, the, I wanted to relate this to, uh, to something else, but, um, and I think I'll get back to there in a moment, but the, those stages of grief are, are just um, a part of the process that that I move through very quickly, and and I feel like that it that puts me back into a state where I can start to help people again because I don't need so much from other people working through these these stages where if I'm indulging myself in these stages, I need something from somebody else, or I can't give you what I have because I'm going through this from you know, and those are not those are not these five stages of grief grief are not healthy things. They are unhealthy things. Denial is unhealthy. You know, anger is unhealthy. Well, see, and this is this is a perfect example of ha- having people understand that you look at that completely different than I do. I disagree with you 100% on it, but it's the way that you process things. So it doesn't make it wrong. It just means that I'm not going to process things the same way. Well, I think back to... I understand and appreciate the five stages of grief I know that I walk through them very differently than you do. I know that I did walk through them very differently than you do. And I know my, my stepmother walked through them very differently than you do. Um, and my siblings did. So, but, but doesn't mean that I also walked through it the way my siblings did. It's just that I just named off a bunch of people and we all do things very different and that's okay. It is okay. But the, um, I think the, the important point is that between you and I being in a close relationship, um, that we are able to help each other. Like you help me understand why people are going through these stages of grief, maybe a little more slowly, or I get to, you know, see how you're processing things or understanding things so I can understand denial a little bit better or anger a little bit better and depression a little bit better and, and whatnot. But the overall is that I can also, I also help you understand, um, or give you some perspective of, you know, what, I have at the other end of it or or helping you get through those maybe a little quicker than you might do without me you know so that that's just us working together oh, absolutely. Um, and to it to an end so when we look at you know at different people and processing things um, a little bit differently you know we the the idea that there is I think right now we're in a place where we have, and it comes, there's universities are, are, are also putting a lot of stuff out there right now that 
um, at least from what I've been told from from you know professors and and people mm-hmm. who are talking about these these items, they're putting out this um, you know the well one is specific the postmodern ideology that is you know there's really no objective truth so everything is subjective it's not there's no reality except for your reality and then when you see that on on social media you can see oh this is just this person's reality they don't actually have a grip on the objective reality and and they've adopted maybe a very uh, personal reality to this and how they're feeling has so much to do with how they're seeing the world and they don't just they don't reckon with what that is um so they don't you know you know there are there are there facts i i tend to think that there are facts and that there are things not just things that happen but things that are objective truths that create our our physical reality yeah, yeah. that so um in all of that you know how how people are using objective truths to get to a point and and get to a place where we can you know have a, a civil disagreement um, and talk about that and be okay with you know we're um we're all working toward the same thing but are we and and we need to kind of take a look at that as a yeah. as a community i think the the one of the best ways to do that and and i think that we you and i have both done that is to work locally mm-hmm. you know when we when you have this you know and, and we talk to um other members about what's going on nationally you got um and, and starts with with if in 2020 everything starts with covid you have covid well you man, it just would have been great just to fumigate the whole country at once. And, and I was like, that's not how, you know, that's not how diseases spread. That's not how diseases are, are managed. Diseases are managed locally. Now, um, the, the larger the geographical area, the more things start to change as in terms of a pandemic or anything like that, where, where that, that is what gives people their, um, they're really their their grip on reality is being local. Yeah. And when people are caught up in social media, there are a lot of this. Well, there's an idea, but I have no. It, and it, it might I and I think maybe they're relating to the anger. Like here's an idea. Maybe. They're yeah. angry. I'm angry. Yeah. We feel the same way. So maybe we think the same way. Yeah. Instead of what am I doing locally? Because if if I'm not doing anything locally, then what's the point right. or, or how am I making anything better or even how am I edifying myself and how am yeah. I making myself a better person or may, or how am I even engaging in reality yeah. if what I'm engaging with is somebody's experience in New York. Uh, that's not a rea- that's not reality. That's a, Oh, they're doing that over there. That's what's going on. But like you have to be grounded. Yeah. And so being grounded, being working together um, the way we do with our family as a unit, then expanding from there, working in our community, and then expanding from there. I think if we look at the way that our that our minds have developed and our understanding has developed, we become bigger and bigger as we get older and older and, and are able to put things together yeah. the way that they're working. Um, it's it's it. I like to look at things from the optimistic point of view. Like it's actually an exciting time. It's it's really hard. It's this is a really hard year. But it's really an exciting time because, you know, and, and I say that like somebody who's 27, like if I was 27 at this time, I'd be like, man, I'm just trying to get food on my plate. Like, I don't even know. But you and I are in a place where we are able to um, express ourselves differently. We're able to see things a little bit differently um, and to see how, what kind of impact we can make as two people. 
um, working together. And we like for me, it's exciting. Are you excited about the, the immediate future? I think it's an important question, like in 2020, to be, you know, whether or not a person is excited about the immediate future or depressed about it. I'm definitely not depressed. It's not that. Um, excited, I wouldn't use. I wouldn't use that word at all. Um, I think that for me, um, I think that I'm just treading lightly. I tread lightly every day. Um, I, I know that there's things within our, like our company and our household that I do get excited about, you know, and especially like right now, because of the fact that we've had to like slow everything down so much and there's no events happening, we're really able to look at every protocol, all the positions, what positions are needed, what aren't needed, what do we want to grow in, what we don't want to grow in, you know, um, what, what products do we have? that we want to pursue or maybe pull back or maybe, you know, combine, you know, those kind of things, which I, I do find a lot of excitement when, because I feel like the stronger the base is, the more you can build off of that. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that I am looking forward to and, 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 and very, um, invested in now, you know, the thing that we were talking about the other day, like with our company, you know, our, we, we purchased the newspapers in, um, 2019. And so we've just passed our year of having those, and, and, you know, the majority of it was during COVID. <laughs> so, um, so now understanding that we can run a newspaper and magazine, you know, media company with podcast and, and the digital web um, is, is a huge asset, you know, for, for us to know what parts of those, I don't know, asset wasn't probably the right word to use, but they're, um, which, which pieces of our, our, of our company are the strongest. You know, and then also, you know, with there, then, then it's the people that help those, those, um, those parts are strong, you know? So, yeah. um, so again, I, I think I'm hesitating just because of the fact that I was thinking of the word excited that I, I can get behind as far as like, for me looking forward, I don't know. Like I, I want to see what the world looks like in December. I want to see right. what the world looks like in January. Um, we have a couple things on our plate that we went through, you know, cause we, we do our upcoming calendar that we said, you know, we'll, we'll look at that um, in January and see if we're going to move forward with that, you know, in the spring or maybe the summer or, you know, things like that. So I think once we can get there, I can start getting excited again. Right now, you know, we're really, we've, we've, we've I think, found good footing um, right. as a company. Right. We're doing well, um, but we can't, just like all the other businesses, we've, we've formed to COVID. We can't live in COVID land forever. We can't live like this forever. Right. We've adapted, we've made do, um, and it's not because the company would go under, it's because we, as a company, don't stay stagnant. We don't stay status quo, it's not what we do. So we want to make sure that the products get better, the visions get better, the ideas, you know, all of that comes in together and, and then is able to, um, I guess, flourish. And in COVID land, you can't do that. You can do the yeah. status quo, you can do what you need to do, and then you have to move to the next month, you know? Well, I think, yeah, we, we work and, and operate in a, uh, a very interesting, uh, and interesting is the wrong word, um, but uh, economy and, and industry, yeah. you know, that we work in media um, and small media. Yeah. Um, it is media in general is going through a, um, a really 
and I'm going to go back to an exciting time because I like, yeah, I like the idea that we don't know exactly where we're going or, or what things are going to look like. Things are changing so fast. So we want to, we, we want to retain the stability of the status quo while pushing the, um, the advancement toward what's next mm -hmm. as, as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So we're strong on the next level where we are also uh, maintaining what is core to our company and core to our business. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those are values and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, keeping those core values together and, and being able to establish those within the group that really whatever product it is that we're dealing with, um, that we, um, you know, over the, over the past few years, clicks on, on digital media have been equated to, uh, to value. Mm -hmm. And that's how online works. Um, our value is not in that. And it's not because we don't, I mean, there's companies, um, even local companies that run completely on clicks. That's their, that's their thing. And, yeah. and our value as a company is something different than that. So we're, while we, um, and we don't want to pursue that angle. We're, we're pursuing a different type of company and a different type of value um, as a company that, you know, is when you put it into words, we have our, our slogan, our, our making communities better through communication. And it was through print. And then we, you know, as we yeah. have grown better through communication, we, yeah. our goal is not to get information out there and get a bunch of clicks and, and have, have big stat lines on our digital side, even though we do very well there. Mm -hmm. That's not our, that's not our core value. Our core value is, are we making the community better through communication? And when we're, when we're adversarial in, in our own market, uh, when we're a, when we're an anomaly in our own market or we are, um, we are not trying to get a thousand shares on Facebook. That's not even close. Like, in fact, the, uh, through studying it just on our own end, the more people who engage on a Facebook post about our news article, the less valuable our news article becomes because people stop reading the actual article. They read the headline, right. they read the first top comment, and then they just start going into their own opinion on they something. they read all the comments and or they not read, the or story. Or they read all the comments. Yeah. The more comments there are on, yeah. a, on one of our articles, yeah. the worse are, the less value yeah. are. So we don't, we don't run those numbers whatsoever. Yeah. You know, those are not things that produce a valuable yeah. um, report for us. Yeah. So, so being adversarial in its sense, because there's, we're, I don't know any other company um, that is running on that model. Like, no, we don't care about that. We don't yeah. even want that because we know it devalues our, our work and we're not trying to sell to Dole or Hershey's or Nestle. Hey, look, we have so much engagement. We can really sell your product because all we're doing is selling a headline and getting your name out there. Yeah. So. But spe speaking about editorial, and then we can almost wrap up on this yeah. is that, um, um, we do accept letters to the editor. Um, we, we love them. Yep. So, yeah. Um, obviously, we don't publish them in the magazines, but the newspaper, we have yeah. plenty of room and we will always make room for tons of letters to the editor. Um, this week in the pub letter, I will be writing um, a little bit about how you can um, submit a letter to the editor and what it should con um, contain and how many words. Um, so just a rough idea for um, the people listening. 
um, roughly between one and 200 words. We do not publish anything that's anonymous, so your name has to go on it. And what um, city you live in. And what city in. that you live in. Um, it can be something about somebody in the community. It can be about an article that you read. Um, we don't... Um, we don't really like to talk about other media outlets. So like I read on CNN and da da da. We, we like your opinion, your opinion, why you think this, why your thoughts processes behind this um, and have an original thought. That's the letters of the editor are really, we really like to hear the voice of the community, not the voice right. of national media. So right. um, try to keep it centered that way. Yeah. Um, I love reading the ones about, you know, somebody doing really something very special in the community that maybe we wouldn't have heard of. Um, we are going to, um, also highlight, so we do the, did you know? So if there's something in Paso Robles, Templeton, San Miguel, Santa Margarita, uh, Creston, Shandon, any of our local areas, if there's something that you want more information looked on, um, and looked up, we can put that into our, did you know, and have, um, one of our writers look into that. Um, so share those ideas with us. Um, we also are looking for, um, community families families that are doing something in the community where they get out with their kids and, and they, they either help a nonprofit or they help a community service or they help a local restaurant or something like that. Send those into us. Those aren't technically letters to the editor, but you can send those to editor at 13starsmedia.com and um, share those with us. And we'll, we'll reach out to those families and reach out to uh, those community members and get their stories in the paper as well. So um, we really, it's a community paper. It's a hometown newspaper. We do put a lot of news in there. We put a lot of, um, county um, we've been doing a few national things this is our week that we're putting the human traffic the anti-human trafficking task force supposed to be last week but with the candidates and everything we ran out of room in the paper mm -hmm. so we moved it to this week um, so the task force board um, our piece is going in this week um, which is really awesome it's an incredible piece we actually put this in Morro Bay last month too which we're excited about um, in this partnership that we're working with them on and um, so we've got some exciting things happening with the papers and with the magazines and um, we hope everybody liked the um, the October where am I October yeah October issue that just came out um, it's amazing to think that it's October already um, but the October issue just came out we featured pioneer days in Paso Robles and colony days here in Atascadero pioneer days is not happening this year on their 90th anniversary yeah um, which is crazy, but um, Camille did a, a fabulous write-up on it and the history of it, and um, and I'm going to let you guys read it, but this was not the first time that they canceled it, um, canceled the, the parade, but it was pretty interesting when they did it. So look back and see when the last yeah. time that they canceled it and how long it was canceled for. So right. um, that's pretty unique, and then the bean yeah, feed as well. Yeah, the, the reasons canceling. behind it. And then uh, Colony Days did take place this last weekend. They did a... Um, a drive-by float. Um, I, th I, you know, a lot of respect and props to them for trying something Huge. new this year. Yeah. Um, and they pulled everybody together and did a barbecue as well. So, um, so that's pretty neat to see the community come together and support each other. So, yeah. um, but if you guys have ideas, story ideas and things like that, email it to me, Haley at 13 stars media or editor at 13 stars media.com. Um, we love hearing your guys's ideas and, and, um, and they and can also go onto the website, so tascaderonews.com, passerobospress.com. Yep. And there's a, a contact us, um, tab on there yep. where they can get that. Um, I think one thing is important with all the discussion and how to engage. I think mm -hmm. you just, you talked a lot about engagement there and, and yeah. community engagement. Um, we, we love in community engagement. We really appreciate it. Uh, what, um, but don't fool yourself or, or, you know, maybe educate yourself the fact that posting or commenting on Facebook about 
things will not get our attention. That you know, if you I want know. our attention, we, you we need, don't even monitor them. Yeah, we we're not looking. We have we just so everybody knows we have a automated monitoring that you set up through Facebook for certain keywords and things like that, just so that people stay nice to each other as much as we possibly can. Yeah, we have. But some, we do not monitor them. If you send a message, filters. yeah, filters. If you send a message, you'll get an automatic response back saying we do not respond to messages to please email us. Yeah. Um, because in all reality, at some point we'll come off of Facebook. We, that will not be a a, a platform, a platform that, that we stay on. We're no. delivering news on. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, um, people are just not kind to each other. It's, and, and it's a place where, you know, and, and some people have a, a rough time with the term fake news, but it is a place yeah. where news is not coming through correctly. And it doesn't value, we go back to our value. Our value on our, um, on our publications are such yeah. that Facebook as a whole does not add value. And we want to, uh, we're, we're navigating away from that. But just as anybody who wants to engage with us, go to our website, subscribe there. Um, you can uh, contact us through that. We take all of those inquiries and, mm -hmm. and uh, comments and communications very seriously. Yep. When they come through there, they, they, they land in uh, multiple people's laps when you do that. Uh, so we all get to take a good look at it. Um, and so that's, that's where to contact us and reach us yeah. or, or come into our office. But the, the stairs are prohibitive for some people. So well, we are technically still close to the public just for yeah. the, the yeah, team's safety and, yeah. and for your safety. So, yeah. um, we try to keep the environment as, as, but we are, we yeah. will answer the phone and we will answer the yeah. emails and, yeah. and every time all of that and go through our websites yep. for that. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, what, um, what the, the topic should be is not whether somebody's right or wrong, but does this make the community better? And I think, you know, if you can, um, if you, you mentioned to have your own opinion, don't use another article as a basis of your opinion. Um, so much out there is, is really troublesome when it comes to trying to develop a opinion off of um, somebody else's opinion. When you read a, an article from CNN or Fox News or the, even the New York Times or the Washington Post mm -hmm. or Politico or Reuters, or it's it, I, I go through over and over, and I I, yeah. I have such a hard time finding just the facts that it's very very difficult. It takes a lot to to distill everything going on. I think politicizing things the way that we have in 2020 has made it very difficult. So please understand that we will have a lot of uh, patience with you. Um, and if you have an opinion, we, we just won't take another um, news source's opinion as uh, a fact, as a fact. because yeah. we know that it's not, they're not, it's not really not coming through. We mm -hmm. were, we're really trying for you guys, but we are trying on a local level and we're really not interested. You know, on our show, we'll discuss some, some uh, national, national topics mm -hmm. because you know, it affects human beings. I mean, those, yeah. those, but we're not publishing um, our opinion or, or news facts on a national level because we don't have a correspondent in Washington. We don't have a correspondent in LA. And we'll do some press releases. We'll do some press releases. Yeah, that we know, you know, came straight from the person that was saying them. Yeah. Um, from so the we'll, state, from the, from the, like, go yeah. the federal government, mm -hmm. you know, things that matter to us that we need to know. We need yeah. to share that information. We'll do that. But as, as a total, um, you know, we, we really know that our impact is on the local level, mm -hmm. you know, when we're talking about protecting people from coronavirus or, right. or from right. the flu or, or even, um, you know, uh, lung cancer, you know, the, these are things that affect us on the local level that we can talk yeah. about that we can help, you know, we can do something on the local level to help. Yeah. And that's, uh, about all that we're promising that we would do. 
And speaking of that, we yeah. have a bunch of awarenesses this month. Um, but the one that we will start with is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, that is this month. We also October, October, um, and we all will will share a little bit about that in the upcoming uh, newspapers. Um, but we're going to share about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it's also uh, domestic abuse violence. I'm saying domestic that all- violence. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I said awareness it month. Yes. Um, along with there's, I believe, seven others. So those are the two that we'll start with this week, and we'll continue to share them each week um, on the podcast. But then also, and we'll just say a little bit. Um, but then um, you can actually read more about them and the proclamations in the paper. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and on the websites. Those, yeah. those are the kind of things that bring us together as a country. It is, um, yeah. and as well as um, national holidays and. And, uh, you know, we, we need that. So, you know, yeah. take a moment, everybody just take a moment, um, after we close down here, if you have the moment to, to do it and, you know, if, uh, according to your religious, um, affiliation or, or orientation, say a prayer, uh, take a moment of silence, um, just and think about bringing this country together, um, while we are working through, um, not only a, um, economic crisis, health crisis, yeah. um, social crisis and election an electoral crisis uh you know just grab your neighbor's hand don't care about you know make sure it's washed make sure you have washed your hands speaking <laughs> no, of covid maybe you make just, sure maybe just virtually no, grab their hand yeah from a in, in a you know it, yeah. if if need be grab yeah. their hand and and get and if they need it give them some hand sanitizer but but no seriously grab grab a hold there of your neighbor there is something with that human touch grab you need a it. hold of your neighbor you need it either spiritually or physically yeah but do it and and know that we we get through this together. We are a great uh, group of people. We have a yeah. great we have a great community here. We that's do. what we that's what we are all about is our community. And um, we hope that if you wherever you are, if you're listening to this in another community, that you can take that same effort. And uh, with that, uh, we will close down for today, and yep. we'll be back up tomorrow. We have some great guests uh, coming up. We're going to continue to have guests uh, a few times a week, and Haley and I will always be here on Mondays for you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you next time.